0: Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmar Navarro, and I am your host. Today's question or statement, it's time to grow up. No more diapers. Bullseye scripture for today is 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters for I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. Ephesians 4 13 and 15 is another bullseye scripture. so, today's message, I want to talk about growing up. It's time to grow up. It's time to mature. We cannot be children. I always say the statement that I learned from a youth pastor in the beginning of my walk with the Lord you cannot give a baby a machine gun, it's too much power, or you can't have a sword that is dull. You have to know how to use what God has given to you. God wants us to master the gifts that He's given to us, God wants us to be masters in the skills sets that he's given to us but he wants us most of all he wants us to have character and today's uh, marksman prophet is about having character how character is important and I'm going to share a couple of scriptures and I'm going to be talking about a couple of things as the Lord gives me revelation as I'm speaking I have a couple of things in front of me but I just want to share today I want to share with you this today because in the body of Christ, there's, there's a there's maturing that needs to happen. There's a maturing that needs to happen in the things of God, in the knowledge of the scriptures. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. There's a maturing that needs to happen in the communication. In the body of Christ, there's a maturing that needs to happen when it comes to relaying the word of God and how you're delivering the word of God. There's a maturing that needs to happen when it comes to releasing a prophetic word. There's a maturing that needs to happen when it comes to um, uh, preparing people and equipping people for the work of the of the Lord there's a maturing that needs to happen. So I'm going to start up with Ephesians 4, 11 and 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. I'm going to stop right there. Who, who, who's that that says himself? Himself referring to Jesus. He himself gave some to be apostles. Apostles and apostles a sent one. One that is sent by the Lord. For a purpose to build and to construct. Uh, apostles uh, uh, edify. Uh, apostles bring the government of God. And then we have the prophets. Some are prophets. Prophets bring instruction, direction of the word of the Lord. What is the Lord saying for the, this time and this hour? Then we have evangelists that they're the ones who go and reach out for the souls. Yes, everybody's called to evangelism. But the evangelists, they go out to the highways and the byways. And they're very bold. And they go reach out for the souls. They're not intimidated by the faces of men or oh, maybe go back to the apostles real quick. Apostles build churches. Prophets bring the direction of the church. Evangelists stretch out the church in the sense that they bring the souls into the church. Pastors they pastor. They 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 protect. They nurture. They they uh, equip. They teach. In, in the churches in the in the buildings they teach it doesn't necessarily have to be a building it could be a meeting that pastors are ones who take care of the sheep they feed the sheep they prepare the sheep they correct the sheep they instruct the sheep then we have teachers teachers bring more of a grounding of the word teachers bring more what's white is white and what's black is black and they're they're more they're more judging of, of the word they're more discerning of what's being said they're like the bereans in the bible that they they study what was being preached to see if it's the lord really speaking to them they study to to show themselves a work of the Lord, not needing to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth there. Those are the teachers. Teachers ask a lot of questions. Teachers want to find out everything uh, concerning what's going on in the time and the moment. So I want to share that with you today. Verse 12 says, For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. See, the Lord's trying to take us all to the measure, the stature of the fullness of Christ, which is a place of maturity. It's a place of knowing the things of God. It's not just flowing in your gifts of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the sermon of spirits, gift of faith, um, healing, creative miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues. It's not just flowing in prophecy and all this stuff or word of wisdom, but it's really maturing. It's really knowing what God has called you to, that that you that you have to bear fruit. Like in the Bible it says in John. Fifteen. That we, a, apart from Him we could do nothing. He is the vine, and we are the branches. Apart from Him we could do nothing. We could say nothing. We need the Lord. We are dependent on the Lord. But we must abide in Him. And as we bear fruit, He wants us to bear more fruit. And He cuts things away from our life uh, so we may bear more fruit. If we're bearing fruit, He wants us to bear more fruit. We ask anything in the name of Jesus, and it shall be done for you. So it's important to know that you got to abide in the vine. You got to abide in the vine. You got, got to abide in the call and the assignment that God is putting you. You have to spend time in the presence of God. You got to spend time in the Word of God. You got to spend time in prayer. You got to spend time seeking the face of God. Like David said, Seek your face, Lord, I shall. One thing I ask, one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life. Hallelujah. In the house of God. That was David's desire. Come on. So the Lord wants us to walk in the statue of the fullness of Christ. He wants us to walk in a place of maturity where we have the faith. That's mature, and the knowledge that is mature. See, till so we all come to the unity of the faith. You know why there's so much division in the body of Christ? Because it's not a unity of faith. Many faiths are divided with denominations and these these thoughts of scripture and the the, the this interpretation of scripture or this uh, thought about scripture or this revelation about scripture, and and, and that's that's what brings a lot of it's bring bring a lot of division. The Lord wants us to come to the unity of the faith, where where it's just about Jesus, where it's just about in the heaven and earth shall pass, but his words shall not pass. About Jesus, the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God, and the knowledge of the Son of God. Remember, we partake of the sufferings of God that we may get to know Him. Remember that, all right. Verse 14 that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth and love may grow up in all things into him who is the who is the head of Christ from whom the whole body joining it together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself and love. What am I saying right here? The Lord does not want us to be childish. The Lord wants us to be childlike, which is my next point in a moment. I'm going to break that down. I'm going to share um, some scriptures about that. I want to share this with you because it's very important that we're not childish. That we have a maturity that is, is in this hour, the Lord wants us to get to the meat of the word, the depth of the word to understand how wide and long and deep is this love that he has towards us, that we understand the mysteries of Christ. We understand the secret things of God because the Bible says, no longer calls you a servant. He calls you a friend because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but the friend knows in John chapter 15. So we thank you because that is what the Lord calls us to. I think in John, uh, John 15, 15, that place of friendship. The Lord wants friendship with you. I don't know somebody today that's listening to this podcast. The Lord wants to be your friend. The Lord wants greater intimacy with you. The Lord wants to speak to you. The Lord wants to reveal his secrets to you. I see a hunger in your life. I see a desire for the things of God. I see a desire for you wanting to hear the voice of God and to release the word of the Lord and the mind and the heart and the counsel of God. I see this hunger and this thirst and this passion. The Bible says, earnestly desire the the, the spiritual things, especially to prophesy. But the greatest thing, desire is love. Desire, love. Love is the main thing because love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not keep records of wrong. Love is not boastful. It's not self-seeking. It's not self righteous does not think of its own. It believes all things. It sees all things. It knows all things. Love is not rude. Love does not itself ex- exalt itself. Because I want to talk about this in this hour. Because it's very important that we know that God has called us in this hour to walk in a place of mature Love, because verse 15 in Ephesians chapter 4 says, But speaking the truth and love, we must speak the truth and love so we may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ. Many people don't want to hear the truth because it's the truth that sets you free. And when the Son sets free, it's free indeed. You will know the truth. And the truth will make you or set you free. Another version says that. So we need to grow up in the things into him. We need to grow in the things of God. But the only way we can grow is as we abide in his presence. We abide in the word of God and praise and worship and spending time listening to the word of God and growing up. God wants us to be childlike, not childish. I said I was going to go to this point and here we go. Mark 10, 14 and 15. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. As surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. The Lord wants us to be childlike in a sense of purity of heart, of innocence and humility. Teachable. The Lord wants us to, you to be teachable because the moment you think you are a know it all, you do not know nothing at all. Hear that again. The moment you think you know it all, that is the moment you do not know nothing at all. Those who know, act like you don't know the Bible says. So, I want to encourage you today, be childlike not childish. Be childlike also in the sense of forgiving. A child does not hold on to an offense. A child moves on. A child Forgives right away A child chooses to reconcile with that friend And, and choose to walk in that place of, of forgiveness and reconciliation Childish Let's see what childish is When I was a child I spoke about childish matters For I saw things like a child and reason like a child But the day came when I matured and I set my childish ways First Corinthians 13 and 11. This is very interesting because in this chapter we hear about love in the beginning which has to do with maturity and then it talks about the gifts of prophecy and how we look in the mirror dimly but but there will be a time that we'll be able to see in the mirror and we'll be known and we'll be know, we, will know, we will be known. we will know we'll be known and we'll no longer need those things because perfection has come but he says when I was a child I spoke as a ch- about childish thing I spoke as a child the Lord does not want us to speak babble the Lord wants to speak clearly What's coming out of our mouth has a direction, has an instruction, carries a weight, carries a conviction, carries an authority, carries a truth, carries the light of Jesus. It brings the Holy Spirit as you speak the word of God and as you're preaching the word of God. The Lord does not want us to be childish in the sense of we got to know what we're talking about, especially when we're prophesying. We got to know what we're talking about because the context of the scripture in 1 Corinthians 13 talks about the verse before is about prophecy. And you know how uh, uh, when perfection comes, there's going no, to be no, no need for prophecy or the word of knowledge or these gifts because in heaven we have everything we need. So the Lord does not want us to be childish. The Lord does not want us to be envious of one another. The Lord does not want us to be jealous of one another or be in competition with one another or, or be this generation that I, I, we see today of the, of the selfie generation like the Bible says in the book of Timothy that, they, 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 that in the end times they'll be lovers of themselves. They'll be, they'll, they'll be people who love themselves. They'll be rude to their parents. They'll you know, they will be rebellious and they, they will not listen and, and, and they'll be lovers of, of, of pleasure more than God and, and lovers of money more than God. And, and we see that in the Bible. The Lord does not call us that. The Lord's called us to be childlike not childish childlike in the sense of the heart uh, childlike in the sense of the heart the purity of heart But not being childish in your mind. The Lord wants you to mature in your mind. The Lord wants you to mature in your thinking. The Lord wants you to mature in responsibility. Take responsibility for your actions. Because a child does not really take responsibility. But when you become an adult, you take responsibility to the things that have been given to you. Hmm, my God, today. Let's talk about character and caricature. So character, this is what the uh, God gave me, is identity and maturity. Because when you know who you are, you know your character, and you know who you are, and you, you love yourself, right? And you're able to love others, so you know your identity, so there's no place for uh, insecurity, right? So you're, there's, there's an identity, and there's also a maturity, you know who you are. Character, the word character in Webster's Dictionary is a feature used to separate distinguishable things into categories. One of the attributes or features that make up and distinguish an individual. That is a character. God wants us to be walk in character, not be caricatures. Character has to do with integrity. Walking how you walk with the Lord outside, in the open, you walk in the same way in the Lord in, in intimacy, in the dark where nobody's watching you. the Lord. The Bible says the the Lord the eye of the Lord go to and fro. He looks at the righteous and the unrighteous. He sees it all. The God sees it all, and God sees what you do in secret. What you do in secret is going to come out to the light. So I want to tell you today that God is calling many of us to a great level of integrity. We see the integrity that Daniel walked in, causing to be promoted. The integrity that Daniel walked in, caused him to walk securely. The integrity that walked in, that he walked in, he, he did not have to worry about people coming against him because he walked in integrity because integrity guided him. The Lord wants us to walk in a place of honor. Honor is something so important in this hour. Honor is something that's needed. Honor God. Honor, when you honor the Lord, you'll be honored by God. So you got to honor God, but honor those around you. Give, give double honor to the, to the elders, the Bible say. Honor your authorities. We got to honor because if we do not honor, listen, we do not honor, we will not be honored. We have to honor And the word glory has to do with honor. If you want to give God glory, you have to honor God. You have to honor other people. You have to respect other people. You can't be rude. You can't be arrogant. Part of being rude and arrogant and trying to be all controlling and haughty and prideful and all this stuff, that is immaturity. The Lord wants us to honor one another. Put one another above, the Bible says in the book of Philippians. The Lord wants us to walk in truth. Part of having character is walking in truth, not walking in lies, speaking the truth in love, demonstrating truth, you know, walking in the truth, which is Jesus Christ He's the way, the truth and the life. Let's go into caricature. Caricature is, caricature is insecurity and immaturity. The word caricature is a picture or description or an imitation of a person in which certain striking characteristics are exaggerated in order to create a comic or a grotesque effect. The word in Spanish caricatura is the same word for cartoon. So a caricature is not Real a caricature is somebody who is playing a part who they they're, they're demonstrating one thing outside but in, in in secret there's something else they they show a form godliness but they deny the power thereof they they are are whitewashed tombs they they're clean in the outside but inside they're dirty they're defiled the, the Lord wants us to walk in a place that we do not walk in caricature but we walk in character that uh, that we are open letters before all men that we demonstrate the, uh, the that our preaching is not but wise and persuasive word but what a demonstration of the power of God And of the Spirit. The Lord wants us to not be caricatures. The Lord does not want us to be cartoons. The Lord does not want us to be fake arrogant, prideful, haughty, know-it-alls. The Lord wants us to walk in honor and respect her. See, one of the things though, about a character is a person of dishonesty. They're very dishonest. They're not honest with their words. They're full of lies. They're full of competition. They're insecure. So because they're insecure, they're jealous of their brother and their sister. They don't want to see their brother and their sister excel. They don't want to see their brother and sister be blessed. I want to share that today. People of God, this is the right conduct that the Lord has called us to. Come on, people of God. In Ephesians 4, 25 and 32, therefore, putting away lying. Here we go, right? Dealing with the with dishonesty. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Did you forget that? You're a member of one another. That's your brother. That's your sister. You are your brother's keeper. You are your sister's keeper. Verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. I'm going to stop right here. Many people in the body of Christ are operating out of wounds. Many people in the body of Christ are operating out of pain and struggles and hurts and disappointments and anger and bitterness. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that through bitterness many have been defiled. Many people in the body of Christ are operating through unbelief, which remember, is faith that pleases God without uh, you know, faith, those who do not have faith cannot please the Lord. It says, do nor please nor give place to the devil. You don't want to give place to the devil through your sin, through your unbelief, through your bitterness, through your anger, through your frustration. You need to give that to God. You cannot walk in that place. We need to get to a place in the body of Christ that we have matured where the Bible says the glory of a man to forgive an offense quickly. Remember that. The Bible says that the, the people's hearts are going to be waxed cold due to what? An offense but Jesus says, Bless us, he was not offended by me. Jesus said, offenses are going to come. But we must guard our heart with all diligence because from it all the issues of life flow. Because for we know this from the book from John Beer that the bait of Satan is offense. So we must know that we have an offense, we end up being an offense and then also defense. We're on the lookout. But see, when when we're forgiven and we let go of the offense, there's nothing that the enemy can use against us. Like Jesus said, here comes the prince of this world, here comes the God of this world, but he has nothing in me. Why? Because Satan had no offense in Jesus. Satan had no bait in Jesus. We cannot let the enemy have bait of us anymore. The enemy cannot play with our emotions anymore. We cannot let the enemy come against us because we already have the victory in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We already have the victory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we are who we are. Verse 28. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Why am I sharing this today? Because in the body of Christ, you see a lot of stealing, stealing of ideas. My God, Lord, you're speaking today. Stealing of ideas, stealing of prophecies. Be able to say, oh, that's 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 from God. Can we not share it? Yeah, but give honor what honors do. There's prophets, there's people of God who have spent time in the presence of God, praying and fasting and seeking the God, seeking the face of God for hours and standing in the counsel of God, standing before God to hear what the Lord's saying. And here you are taking the word of the Lord. Like Jeremiah 23 is talking about these people who were said they were dreaming and they were not dreaming. They were stealing people's dreams. They were stealing people's visions. They were stealing people's prophecy. The Lord does not like stealing. The Lord does not like robbery. The Lord does not like that at all. Because that is the enemy. John 10.10. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Come on, people of God. Verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that they may impart grace to the hearers. The Lord wants us to walk in a place of maturity in the sense that we don't have no words corrupt coming out of our mouth. If we we're, we're, we have an offense toward our brother, or sister, we do not lash at them. We do not come against them. We do not degrade them, we do not bring them down with our words. The Lord's calling us to a great level of maturity. Listen, this message is not just for you. It's for me. I'm going to rehear this message and the Lord's going to minister to my heart as I hear this. See, the Lord wants us to Edify one another. It says, but what is good for necessary edification. He's calling us to edify one another with our words and impart grace to the hearers, to those who are listening. Verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. The Lord wants you to let go of bitterness, whoever's listening to to me today. Unforgiveness, bitterness, strife, contention, jealousy, envy. He wants you to let go of it today. Anger, clamor, evil speaking, gossiping. The Lord's tired of the gossipers. You know the word in Hebrews called Lashon Hara, which is the evil tongue. When you gossip about somebody, you're literally speaking like Satan does to the body of Christ, you become an accuser of the brethren when you're gossiping about somebody that is not there in that time. That's called a shon hara in the Hebrew. L-A-S-H-O-N-H-A-R-A. You could look it up for yourself. Torah wants us to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, like, like a child-like, right? Tender-hearted, kind to one another, please and thank you. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Those type of things are needed in the body of Christ, the morals, right? even as Christ has forgiven you. We're already in minute, 21, 52. And I want to share this last part. The Lord wants us to have boundaries. Part of growing up and, and growing in maturity is boundaries. Boundaries come that comes from fathers. Deuteronomy 32, 6 and 8. Do you thus deal with the Lord of foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father who bought you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you, your elders, and they will tell you. When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations and when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel or the sons of God. The real word is sons of God right there. Why am I sharing this today? Because God in this hour, he's restoring the fathers, which is the apostolic. God is restoring the fathers in the body of Christ. God is restoring fathers. God is raising up fathers, fathers of integrity. God is raising up fathers who are going to take up children that are not their own, that God's going to give to them to adopt, to love, to, uh, to embrace, to teach the word of God, to train in the ways of God, to admonish, to discipline and to to, uh, to correct as the Lord has them to correct in love. God is raising up fathers of who have borders where the children will not cross those borders so they won't make mistakes. God is raising up fathers who are uh, arrows in the quiver of the fa- Father, sent into that what? To possess the enemy's gates. Come on, people of God. God's raising up fathers who know the word of God. The Lord is raising up priests in this hour. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord's raising up priests in this hour. Priests who are going to arise. Men of God who spend time in the presence of God. Men of God who reverence God. Men of God who fear the Lord, who tremble in the presence of God. Because you see, there's a lot of women intercessors, but the Lord is raising up men who intercede, who stand in the porch, who stand in the altar, who stand in the presence of God, who hold on to the horns of the altar, who who stand before the Lord, who cry out to the Lord like Daniel, who prayed in the morning, who prayed in the afternoon, who prayed in the night, and he sought the face of the Lord. The Lord is raising up men, fathers fathers in this hour fathers because of many homes without fathers i grew up without my father my father was killed when i was two but god became my father when i gave my life to him god has become my father he has taught me he's teaching me he teaches me about boundaries he, as i'm going i'm learning he teaches me about boundaries about how to how to conduct myself how to speak how to how to act, how do I, how do I dress, how do I, how do I, my, my hairstyle, my beard, everything, God cares about the details of your life, he is a good, good father, see, he's the father of lights from whom every good and perfect gift comes from, where there is no shadow of turning, see, God, you can only receive that which comes from your father in heaven, see, he's a father, and sometimes God establishes boundaries because he's trying to protect you, God knows what's up ahead, God puts boundaries because, He doesn't want you to cross the fence. He doesn't want you to cross into mess. He doesn't want you to fall into sin. The Lord puts boundaries for a reason. He's trying to protect you, people of God. He is a father and he's raising up fathers, apostolic fathers. The Bible says, I don't remember where the scripture's at right now, but I tell you by the Spirit of God, there's many teachers, but not many fathers. There's many people teaching the Word of God, but not many fathers. Not many fathers who embrace their children. Who embrace them, correct them, tell them, get up. Who tell them, get up, push forward. You can do this, encouraging. See, there's not many fathers in God in this hour is raising up fathers of integrity. Fathers of what? Honesty and truth. Fathers of maturity. The Lord's raising up men of God in this hour because the men need to get back in their place. God establish a structure. In, in, in the world, not just in the body of Christ. God first, then the, the father, the husband, then the wife, then the children. That is the establishment of God. God first, the husband or the father, the wife, and then the children. That is the establishment of God. God is a God of order and not of chaos. God establishes the order for a reason. Wives, honor and respect your husband's. Husbands, love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands, love your wife like you love your own body. What am I saying to you today? It's about laying down your life for one another. There's no greater love than for man to lay down his life for his friend. God's called us to that, people of God. We need to mature. We need to stop the competition. We need to stop the jealousy. We need to stop the envy. We need to stop the backbiting. We need to stop the jealousy. In the body of Christ. God has called us to mature in this hour. It's time to grow up. It's no longer time for diapers. It's time to grow up and mature in the things of God, in the word of God, in the knowledge of the things of God. Because when you look at that verse where it says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Is it because you rejected knowledge? What? I reject your priests. And I reject what? Your children. You see, priests or the father. Fathers. God is after the fathers in this hour. The spirit of Elijah is being loose even now in this podcast. Turning back the hearts of the sons to the fathers and the fathers to the sons. Turn back to your heavenly father, first and foremost. And if your father's still here on earth and you are not communicating with him, if you have a disagreement with him or you're not not, um, talking or communicating with him, reconcile with him. I want to encourage you today. God loves you. It's time to grow up. No more jealousy. No more coming against one another. We need to to grow up. And this is a word for you. It's a word for me. I'm not just preaching to you, but I'm preaching to myself. I hope this word bless you today. Thank you for tuning in today's Marksman Prophet. I am your host, Wilmar Navarro. Until next time. Bye-bye.